This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two, we continue the conversation of me being interviewed by Corben Williams on his new show, How to Business in Show Business. So I hope you enjoy this part two and keep on keeping on. Hey everybody, Corben here. We finish our conversation with Clay Howe and pick it back up where we left it off in my question of asking him, what has this podcast done for him? Well, personally, it's made me a much better communicator. First and foremost, with over 100 hours in interviews, I've become very, very good at becoming succinct. I think the listener can be the judge of that in this conversation, whether or not I'm succinct. <laughs> but that's my own personal opinion. And again, in the personal uh, vein, it's allowed me to connect in a semi-intimate way with people in entertainment that I would never be able to connect with under any other circumstance. You know, so by the time this episode comes out, my next episode will come out. I had Luke Danes on the podcast that's Scott Patterson of Gilmore Girls and of the owner of Luke's Diner, Luke. And he and I talked for an hour about his background in baseball and Scotty P's Big Mug Coffee, which is this brand that he's extended on because he's known for coffee in Gilmore Girls. So now he opened his own coffee company. And I would never have that conversation with him on the street, at Starbucks, at a gala. And these are, for me, incredible conversations because now I'm creating relationships. And that's what it's all about. You know, people use the word network, network. It's who you know, it's who know you, network, network, network. True. Eh, true. But doing it in an authentic way where you're actually becoming friends with people as opposed to this person can get me something I want. So I need to know them. Mm, That doesn't work. And if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll eventually get what you want, which is something that I try to do with the show. And and in funny ways it happens. You know, I've had people after the interview, like, Oh, this felt like a therapy session or, Oh my goodness. This is like, I didn't realize how important nostalgia was to me. I had a, programmer from NTV from Viacom on my podcast. We talked about nostalgia as medication, but he's in charge of Jersey Shore, you know, Nietzsche Shore, Warsaw Shore, because they have Jersey Shores, you know, shows around the world mm-hmm. and then Nietzsche and Warsaw, and whatever. And we ended up talking about nostalgia as medication. You know, he's like, oh, wow, that was really, that was a really great conversation. You know, it's like, so I've done something for someone else by having this thoughtful conversation. And ideally for everyone listening, they're taking away something. And that's like, I mean, come on, who, that's so true. It's so true that it feels so good to give. Mm-hmm. It feels good to give. I mean, that, that's a good feeling. <laughs> and that's completely made up. That's a made up excuse. Uh, it was just, I was doing the show. I, you know, the show ends at 10.30, 10.45. You know, I'm getting to bed at like 11.30, 11 o'clock midnight. Um, getting up early to travel to a new location and time zones with the time. That was the excuse I was telling myself. <laughs> In reality, I didn't, want, I didn't want to do both. And that's what I thought was interesting about being on tour was I felt like it was bringing me away from where I was supposed to be. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I'm doing you know, a show, a musical that I wanted to be in and to have that feeling. And I haven't put too much thought into it other than... I do believe I'm meant to do other things um, besides theater. There's nothing wrong with that. 
you know? And that was another realization I had to have. We have these self-inflicted expectations put on us by ourselves and we blame it on like, oh, our friends are putting it on us, our family are doing it. It's like, well, we're allowing them to do that. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we're putting ourselves into situations we don't want to be in. And that's, you know, an extreme example. I wanted to be where I was. I also was having a realization that it's okay to ebb and flow. It's okay to step back and to come back and to step forward and to step back and to step left and to step right. That's okay. And you don't have to take the traditional expected path. There's, that is all made up. Your path is your path. And to have a realization within yourself that it's okay, that my path is not going to look like anyone else's. You know, I'm unique. What I experience will be unique. The way I respond to it will be unique. And that is okay is a very powerful statement to make within your spirit because other opportunities bigger than what you ever imagined will start to come your way. Yeah, well, you were born an original. Don't I copy? Hey, baby. Um, <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> uh, and it's, I find it so fascinating because I didn't know what I wanted to talk about the second time around with you. But coincident, coincidentally enough, we've been talking about marketing this whole time. So oh, yeah. kudos, kudos to us. So I was sitting on my friend's couch. I was living on my friend's couch right after Ogunqua Playhouse. Mm -hmm. And I was having this realization that I don't know enough people and along the vein of people are your best resource and the more people you know the more right. opportunities come your way which is true in every field I was saying to myself oh my goodness I need to I need to have I need to meet more people I need to meet more people and it's not gonna it's not happening fast enough for me I want to pick this up so I composed a letter to Andrea Burns that was the first person I emailed for my podcast. She was my teacher at Stella Adler. And I was like, um, you know, I asked her, hey, would you be willing to do the show? If not, I completely understand. Here's the information. She said she'd be happy to do it. And she ended up being episode like 17, 18. She was like a few in there. Um, but after her conversation with me, she's like, oh, you should have on uh, Jonathan Groff would be great for this. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, sure, 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 sure. And it grew, it grew much like that. Having a conversation with someone, they suggest someone else, that person suggests someone else, and here we are up to like 140-something episodes I now. I love that. But it was, it was out of necessity. It was mm -hmm. out of a necessity to meet more people, which uh, I think is A, very important, B, difficult during this time, and see, I think a lot with these phones and devices, we don't want to do a lot of chatting. And I say the collective we as like millennials, Gen Z, Gen X, whatever the generation, whatever's, um, kids today. <laughs> and I still put myself in that category because we're so locked into our phones. Yep. We want to have that communication face to face, you know, calling someone, what's that? It's gotta be a text message. And, I, you know, I think communication is not becoming a lost art form, but traditional in the traditional sense of, you know, face to face or on the phone. I think that's gotten very difficult, you know, even writing emails, I'll help people my age write emails and it's, you know, they just, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it kind of thing. And it's, yeah. I've gotten very good at writing emails because I'm sending them all the damn time for my podcast. <laughs> and it's, you know, and, and that's a very powerful thing for an actor to have though, is communication skills that are self-assured and not needy. 
especially when submitting for auditions, because obviously you want something, but you have to come off in a professional, self-assured sense of, hey, think I'd be great to help you out. If not, completely understand, here's my stuff, kind of thing, as opposed to, I was wondering maybe if, I'm sorry, but could I? It's like none of that, none of that, none of that. It's got a self-assuredness, I think, is a, is a great um, motive, not motivator. What's the, what's an, I'm losing the word here. When you're, can, I want to say con, convincer, con, whatever. The word's not coming to me, but it, it helps convince someone of your abilities yeah. the more assured you are. And you know this when you walk into a room. You can yeah. tell the difference between someone who walks into a room apologetically and like, yeah. it's my turn, can I come in? Or someone who comes in, hey guys, good morning, shuts yeah. the door straight to where they're going to go. Big right. difference, big energy difference. And you want to be that second person because everyone's ears will perk up, their eyes will perk up. Because yeah. most people are apologetically entering the room, email, text message, or reality, you know, in an audition. And that is, I think, a huge game changer in any interview, though. I mean, you can take this into everyday life. The way you mm -hmm. enter, enter a space, it's very, very powerful and important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if you can have that, that self-assured, I mean, even if it's not real, <laughs> you can fake it. You know what I mean? You're an actor. You can walk into the room, pretend like you're coming from your Broadway show, going to your next Broadway show. Like that's can be a part of your acting. You know, you can do that. And there's so few people doing that. That's why there's so few people, you know, at the, at the top, I think, mm -hmm. I think having, cause it's self, I think it all stems from all, not all, a lot of it stems from self-confidence, right? You have the self-confidence, you're going to perform better. You'll be able to hit those notes, you'll be able to hit those turns, hit those marks, all of that stuff. The more self-confident you are, the better you look, so to speak, in a you know, performance setting or interview. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I got there. <laughs> I, th I think to some varying degree, you do have to be a narcissist, just a little bit, not too much, not too much where it gets in the way. Of but, course. Uh, you but have to be I, confident, yeah. not cocky, right? Yeah. And that's a fine line. I had that, that was a conversation <laughs> I had with Billy Porter a few years ago on my show, is, you know, how do you know your worth without coming off, mm -hmm. you know, cocky? They're like, I'm priceless. It's like, well, you don't need to tell people that. It can help, though, if you kind of exude that just a little bit as you go about an interview or an audition just in the way you hold yourself because you're not bragging you just are being yeah it's an interest i don't know it's an interesting thing we could go back and forth on right because it's a debate mm -hmm. how far do you take that because mm -hmm. you don't i mean cocky can be that's just like you know you're self-absorbed you don't care what other people think well of course you know you want to be confident in your abilities but you also want that third party uh validation so you do mm -hmm. care you should care what other people think that's life yeah. <laughs> that's i mean that's why you're a performer is that third-party validation from the audience or the director the casting director any of that mm -hmm. so having that confidence without being cocky i think is like golden golden key yeah i do think there's something to be said for knowing your space right and so when you do get in because i know and i think i said this on your podcast on like i'm an introvert who masks a rate around as an extrovert i don't want to get up and always do these things but i do love performing so it's the bullet that i have to bite but then also on top of that listen baby when i get in a room that switch comes on i'm a whole nother person i mean it's still me to a varying degree but it but it's like oh wow he's on being said you can't be on 24 7 so you need that time to wind down so let me ask you this 
what hobbies or interests do you have outside of show business? And that may pertain to Entertainment X as well, but what do you have? What do you do for fun outside? Reading. I love reading. Okay. I have an obsession with uh, self-help books. I think they're, I mean, obviously. You and these self-help books, man. You kill me. <laughs> cliche. But I'm telling you, there is some like, there in every, in every book, there's something good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something you haven't thought about. There's mm-hmm. something that's like, can really make you a better, better person, if not externally, internally. Mm-hmm. And that's like, isn't that what it's about? You want to wake up happy you want to go to bed happy you know like isn't that isn't that the you know having every day feel like a holiday of sorts it's possible you know you don't have to have you can have good and bad days i'm not saying like you know everything needs to be rainbows and sunshine mm-hmm. you need i mean to appreciate good you need bad so you appreciate good <laughs> otherwise you yeah. wouldn't appreciate good but it's there's a there's a wonderful a wonderful realization when you can at least be content regularly mm, you know good and it just came to me, baby. It just came to me. <laughs> it's flowing. It's <laughs> flowing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But these, yeah. So, you know, like Tony Robbins, love the guy. I love his, he's got Unleash the Power Within. He's got a bunch of books. I would recommend, I would definitely recommend Unleash the Power Within. Um, but he's got, I mean, and he's got like three hour chats on YouTube. Download that to your phone and listen to it. Uh, they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, Zig Ziglar is one of the older guys that I think Tony and many learned from. Um, Oh, shoot. I forget the other guy's name. Anyway, so yeah, so I have those. I've read, uh, I love um, Tim Ferriss. A Four-Hour Workweek is a book I'm reading a second time. Um, but then on top of that, I, I just love, I love television. I love film. Mm. I love theater. I really enjoy it. So majority of my time is something in there because I don't, I don't find it, you know, to be a, uh, a job, you know, my fiance and I, Ooh, I'm calling her my fiance. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. How does that feel? How does that feel to say? I mean, it feels, it feels great. It feels <laughs> great. Again, again, I feel like an adult, but we wrote, we wrote a children's book because mm. why not? Why not? You know, yeah. we're sitting around, we're like, Oh, this is cute. This is a cute idea. Let's write it. Let's make it rhyme. Okay, great. We wrote a 32 page children's picture book because we have the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, those are the, almost those are the hobbies. She started Carter creations where she like creates these custom creations for people and bookmarks and greeting cards and check it out on Etsy. It's really cute. Okay. And I'm, I've learned a whole bunch about, you know, business profit margin spreadsheets that I'm, you know, working with her on to help that, you know, that's fun to me. So, and then, you know, besides that exercise, I, I love, I've basically retired living in Florida I now go, I golf pretty regularly, of course, right? <laughs> I uh, I love to uh, I love to I love to golf tennis. I'm weak. I'm you weak. know, it's like no, really, I've literally retired. But uh, and that's new. That's a quarantine activity. The mm-hmm. the golfing has become very very. Um, I don't know. It's relaxing to me. Some people find it miserable, but <laughs> I find it to be a whole lot of fun. So yeah, yeah. Those generally, that's those are the things. Mm-hmm. What would mature what would mature clay say to younger clay? Slow down. Breathe. Relax. And chill out, which would be, I think, slow down. Uh, it's not a race. It's really not even a marathon. 
it ends up, it really is a, it's a walk in the park. So you need to smell the roses. It's not a dog eat dog world. I don't see any dogs eating each other. It's not, it's not what it is. It's not, it's not that deep as my friend Nakia Peterkin says. Oh, Nakia. It's not, it's really not that deep. And the second you release, you know, total control over something, mm-hmm. everything starts to come to you. The second you stop having those, you know, expectations that are like, I need to expect this, this needs to have, the second we can let that go, things far greater than what you ever expected will come back to you. It's just true. It just happens. And I'm not saying, you know, sit down and do nothing, but chilling out, you know, it will, it will, it'll bring you to where you eventually need to be. If I had a magic wand that could provide you with anything, unlimited funds, unlimited resources, professional and private, what do you see for yourself in the next 10 years? So this wand can get me a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, would have, it would, in the next 10 years, oh my goodness, there's a lot in there. Where to begin? Let's start with in the next, I'm going to go in the next, in the next 10 months. Um, uh, I, there would be a, there would be a great expectation to have a position within uh, corporate entertainment, mm. which is interesting to say, because there are these massive companies that are creating massive amounts of content and to be in them can be really helpful. I think for the smaller, the smaller opportunities, the smaller gigs, because, um, you know, once you're, once you're, once you're in a company, it's you, you have the King's ear, so to speak, you know, the things I've been able to do in the last year with the company I've been, uh, with DDM productions to, you know, be chatting with the partners weekly is just incredible because, you know, I'm bringing them talent, writing talent, you know, designing talent, directing talent, actors talent. And it's very, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. Let's get them on the phone. Sure. Yeah. It's like, Oh, that quick. Okay, great. You know? And I think there's a great pool of us, meaning 20, 30 year olds that are the future right of entertainment and i'd love to pull that pool up to the top you know mm-hmm. i think it's going to be interesting especially with the given <clears throat> pandemic on what entertainment looks like in terms of live theater versus recorded theater everyone's jumping on the let's put a broadway show on television not television on a streaming platform yep. and what those streaming services are going to look like in 10 years. Will we have television or will they all be these application boxes, which are basically computers with Hulu, you know, Amazon prime, Netflix, Disney plus, you know, and that's what it probably is going to end up being. Right. But I think getting in there, it can all come back to Broadway. You know, I think there's, we love, uh, I love, I think many people enjoy human interaction having someone say, you know, I see you, I'm seen, that kind of thing. And I think if we can create that, not just in theater, but tie it into streaming services and somehow make live theater more interactive globally, whatever that is, I think can be a very exciting future for entertainment as a whole. So yes, to answer your question, that. (laughs) All All right. Now, last two questions as we cool down. 
Uh, I don't know if you know who or know of Kim Coles, but she was on Living Single, aka the original Friends, and she <laughs> yes. she was on uh, Strong Black Leads, uh, which is a podcast off of Netflix, and she was talking about some career advice that she was given years ago, and it is it is it's profoundly so good. And I'm going to say my name, but you can insert your name. Who is Corban? Introducing Corban. Get me Corban. Get me a Corban type. Get me a cheaper Corban. Get me a younger Corban. Who is Corban? And she was saying, you know, the ebbs and flows of one career. She was like, I remember the first time when I went up against the younger version of me. And that was just so thrilling. Mm. I remember when I, there's a show that I wanted, but the producers couldn't afford me. And then I remember when there was a bunch of young people like, who's Kim Coles? Now she's like, I've been in this game for a minute, like decade. But so who is Clay Howe? Now, if I'm hearing the question correctly, Mm -hmm. it's going to be words that come to mind for me Mm -hmm. on my ways of being that I would like to exhibit in the world. Yes. Um, Inspiring. Creative. Fun. <laughs> it's all about having fun. Kind. Mm-hmm. Generous. And I think along with generous would be helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, there to help. Because those are, you know, if you just put out, you know, and that's the other thing. It's a good energy. If I, if I just continue to put out that good energy, that will eventually come back. Right? Mm-hmm. Car, what's the, the saying you used for our episode? <laughs> There's such a thing known as payday. Her name is Karma. She comes for each and every single one of us. Amen and amen. And I do believe that that is ultimately true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> And if that's something I believe, then I best act in accordance. You're not wrong. <laughs> With what I want, right? Which is really, those are, again, right? Those are, those are, that's, that's what I want, you know? So why not give that? And then, you know, there's a much higher chance that I will get that in return. Mm. So last question. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. This, this really does mean a lot. And um, God, you're just a really decent human being to be around. And I really do Thank you. appreciate you in my life. So, and so are you. That's why I think Thank we, you. we gravitate. Yes. That's why our spirits feel each other. Amen. Where can the people find you on social media? So on Instagram, at Inclination, mm-hmm. I'm brand consistent. That's Ooh. on Twitter, at Inclination. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a link tree thing in my Instagram, at Inclination, link tree. And that'll bring you to Entertainment X on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartMedia, and so many more. Google it, and it should come up. Um, yeah, those are the places. It's, it's the podcast comes out every week. So you can, you can, if you want to hear from me every week, so most often twice weekly, I had now have the episodes coming out Mondays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any podcast app and Instagram. Right on. Chiefly. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. How to business and show business with Clay Howe. You know, I didn't know how it was going to go down, but we ultimately talked about marketing. And I think that is such a, res- yes. um, a resourceful tool for everyone to know. Um, it makes everyone else's job easier when you know who you are. So therefore, you know what you want to do going forward. So ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Thank you again, Clay, for just being who you are. Because that makes my life easier. So stop it. 
I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. So, (laughs) (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you next week on How to Business and Show Business. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.